Welcome to the Papa Rockstars Podcast with Anya Bohm, where we talk about all things paparazzi, team training, suggestions, interviews with elite leaders, and more, all to help you grow and explode your paparazzi accessories business to rock star success. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Papa Rockstars Podcast. My name is Anya Bohm, and I'm your show host. Today, I'm excited to welcome to the show Stephanie Ferguson, but before we jump into her interview, don't forget to head on over to paparockstars.com. There you're going to find today's notes. You can listen again, share this call with your team, and there's a lot of other resources, including a special call image that is just for today's interview. So again, that that website is paparockstars.com slash Stephanie, and her name is spelled S-T-E. P-H-A-N-I-E. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie. Stephanie is an executive producer with Paparazzi, and she's hit Crown Club 10. She is from southern Mississippi, but she's been in Georgia for quite a few years. She is a wife and has three little heartbeats. They are ages 8, 7, and 4. Stephanie worked as an IT consultant for several years, and she has been with Paparazzi now for two years. Stephanie, did I leave anything out? Um, no, that was it. Wonderful. Well, welcome to the call. Thank you for having me. Now, how did you get started with paparazzi? Um, okay, so Tyronica, uh, we call her Beyonce because she's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Tyronica actually uh, is married to Ben, and um, Ben and I are from the same hometown. He and my brother were friends. So I was... Um, Benjamin, her husband's uh, Facebook friend, and I saw she was selling candles. So I bought, like, some gift packs and stuff from her, but I didn't really, like, know Tyronica, and so we weren't Facebook friends, so we didn't communicate often. Um, But when she started doing paparazzi, I noticed, like, in in her pictures, um, that she she was tagging Ben in them, and she had on the cutest jewelry. And so at that point, I had been a stay-at-home mom for maybe like a few months, not quite a year yet, and I was getting into that mode of nothing but like yoga pants and T-shirts. <laughs> and I, was mm-hmm. thinking, I was like, okay, you know, I really need to fix myself up because my husband obviously really loves me because I look a mess every single day. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, like, you know, accessories, that's the perfect way to dress up anything. And so I um, inboxed Ben, and I was like, hey, I need your wife's information so I can ask her where she's getting all her jewelry from. And so I ended up um, chatting with her, and she was like, would you believe this $5? I'm like, shut up. So she sent me to her website. Probably in, like, less than 10 minutes, I'd filled up my little shopping bag with over $50 worth of stuff. And I was like, you know what? If I'm shopping like this, I think, you know, other people will too. So that was how I got into uh, paparazzi. And Tyronx was like, yeah, it's a great business, you know, just check it out. And I gave it a shot thinking, you know, I just make some extra cash. And this is where it has led to. That's awesome. Now, a couple things I want to highlight that you said in there is that Tyronica is, I mean, she's a great example. She is a product of the product. She is wearing her jewelry and taking pictures so that you saw that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. She has on paparazzi jewelry, of course, in all of her pictures. Mm -hmm. And then she was tagging her husband to include his network of friends 
in with that because otherwise you probably wouldn't have noticed if it was just her tag and her, you know, herself or her friends exactly. uh, in that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, what is your why? Why do you do paparazzi? Um, now I do it um, because I, I've always felt like I had some sort of mission or ministry to to help women uh, in the field of business. I was a business major uh, in college, and I always knew I would be some type of entrepreneur. I didn't know it would manifest itself in $5 jewelry, <laughs> um, but I always wanted to help women um, live the type of life that they wanted to live and not necessarily the type of life that they felt like they had to live. You know, like sometimes we feel like we get stuck in this pattern and this is just what we have to do because it's always been done this way and and it's not very fulfilling. Um, paparazzi has uh, given me a way to just really reach out to women beyond the jewelry and... Um, just helps so many other women build their confidence, um, you know, make major changes in their own dreams for themselves um, and enable them to be able to do things for their families that they never thought that they could do. Now, have you found that your why has changed from when you first started till now being an elite consultant? Oh, yes, it has definitely changed. When I first started, my only goal was to make uh, two to $500 a month. Um, I tried another direct sales company and hadn't been able to really make a lot of, you know, money with that. Um, like I said, I'd, at the time, I'd recently become a stay-at-home mom, so we were really missing that uh, second income. And um, so I just wanted to make some extra cash to help out around the house, you know, be able to do the things that we'd um, been been able to do when both of us were working um, because I was going back to work at when the baby got old enough. That was the plan. So it wasn't meant to be a long-term thing. Just needed to make some extra cash, and it has definitely morphed <laughs> in these last two years. Now we're going to take a little bit of a shift and talk about your worst paparazzi moment. Now this question isn't designed to bash or to talk bad about paparazzi, but Mm -hmm. it's to show the listeners, especially first-time listeners, I want them to understand that this is to show you that elite consultants are just regular consultants who struggle and keep on going. So Stephanie, take us to that moment in time where you knew that you could push forward or you could just give up. What is your worst paparazzi moment? Well, I planned this fabulous house party, and I invited, you know, people who were close to me, you know, good friends and stuff, and it was going to be my first paparazzi home party, and I planned it for here at my house and um, made all this food and, you know, um, different types of drinks and stuff. It was just going to be this thing. I had my, like, cleared out my whole island and set up this whole display. I was so excited. One person came. And it was so awkward because she was, like, waiting on everybody else to come. Like, I was waiting on everybody else to come. Because once she shopped, she was pretty much done. Like, there was nobody else to play games with. You know, I, you know, cleared out my husband and kids, so I'd have the whole house. And we're just sitting there, 
You know, she's, you know, trying to make conversation. I'm trying not to show my disappointment. And it was just awful. And then, like, the necklace she bought, well, she bought a few of them. But one of the ones she bought, it broke. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And she was very sweet. And, you know, she got her stuff and went on her way. So I did all that preparation and the party lasted all of like 30 minutes, and I just kept kind of hoping, hoping, hoping somebody would show up later, but they didn't. And it was so disheartening. And then, like, when her necklace broke, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? She was very sweet about it. Um, I was, you know, it was an easy repair, and, uh you know, she was like, she was like, it's okay. You know, she was like, it's five dollars. She was like, you don't even have to try to fix it. It's five dollars. I'm like, no, you know, I want to make sure, you know, that you get to use it and everything. But yeah, it was it was so disappointing. And the thing is, you know, I had to have more house parties. You know, it it did not. I made what twenty dollars. I probably spent a hundred on food. You know, so. uh it, it was not ideal in any way, but um, as you stated, it, it's just one of those things where I either had to decide, okay, I'm never going to do this again, or I'm going to give it another shot. Girl, I could feel your pain, like sitting there, beautiful spread of food, one person. Yes. <laughs> one and person. then to top it off, her necklace breaks, like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yet. Now, what lesson do you want us to learn from your experience? You have to shake it off. And just, just, you know, I was just honest with her, you know, like, I'm so sorry, you know, like, I just had to be myself and just try to, to make the best out of a bad situation. I'm like, yeah, you know, I expected other people, you know, and they came, you know, they didn't come. So I just, you know, just still try to remain gracious and appreciative in that moment and not to get down on myself or beat myself up about what could I have done differently or what could have gone differently because everything happens for a reason. She's still a customer, so even after the necklace broke, she still shops with me to this day, Um, and she has referred people. So um, I think the biggest lesson is that you just keep, keep moving. You know, don't let it get you down. Don't get caught up in the emotions in that moment. And just push through, and eventually um, it'll all be worth it. When a gem I wanted to pull out that you just said is don't get caught up in the emotions of that moment. Like, right. it would have been easy to be like, that's it. I suck at this. Apparently I can't do parties. I'm done. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> just cannot get caught up in the moment. You just have to have to keep going. Now, what is a habit you have that you feel contributes to your success? Since I've been employable, <laughs> even at my first job, you know, I made sure, and it, it's because of my parents, they were um, um, not strict in like a disciplinary type way. They were very, they set high standards, and they expected you to put forth like your best effort. My uh, mom would tell me all the time, like, hey, every time you leave that house, you are carrying our name, so you need to represent us well. So I kind of had that attitude with every job I've ever had, um, and I made sure that I was on time. I did my task. I would stay late if I need to. I tried not to complain, you know, keep a positive attitude. 
So those same principles that I used um, when I was out in the workforce um, are the same principles that I apply to my paparazzi business. Um, Even though it's a pretty laid-back and fun environment, I still always make it a point to, you know, be on time, remain professional, um, treat every customer with respect, treat every team member with respect, just like I would on a full-time job. Like treating a business like a business, even if it's a home business, right? Even if it's a home business, exactly. Now, Stephanie, what advice would you give to a brand-new paparazzi consultant just getting started in their business? Do not wait until you feel like you've mastered the business to start working your business. Go ahead and work your business now. Don't try to have everything perfect before you, you know, set up your jewelry somewhere. My first um, events were, you know, I used that one bus that came in the package, and I, you know, got a nice black tablecloth and laid my jewelry out neatly um, and just built up to a much bigger display. But don't try to wait and get everything done at one time. Just go ahead and start. You know, success, love, speed. Speed requires you to be consistent, and if you're consistent, then you'll continually hit your goals. So I just say, you know, don't try to wait to that perfect scenario. Just jump in and get going. One of my favorite quotes is, better done than perfect. Mm -hmm. Because if you wait for it to get perfect, then you're missing all kinds of opportunities right now. Exactly. Better done than perfect. Exactly. I love that. If you could suggest one thing to a consultant who was kind of feeling stuck in their business, what would you tell them to do? Get off your butt, your B-U-T butt, because usually when a person gets stuck, it's, oh, I would do this butt. I I could be doing this butt. You know, it's like we get to the point, we have to get to the point where we either accept that hashtag no excuses or we just kind of sit back and let life stop us from doing what we want to do. So I would say... Do something. If you're stuck, write down what you need because a lot of times what we need will motivate us more than what we want. Um, Write down what you need and then write down how you're going to use paparazzi to get there and then get to it. Get off your butt with one T. I love that. (laughs) What is a quote that inspires you? I have two that um, resound with me often. One is the scripture, to whom much is given, much is, much is required. I have been blessed in so, so many ways. I've been blessed so that I could bless and give to other people. And it's not always a monetarily thing, but, um, you know, just spreading a little joy, a little happiness, you know, trying to have a positive attitude and, and horrible situations. That's something I try to do often. A lot of people can't get to that point. So I always just try to be, you know, the person with the smile, the person with the joke to try to make things easier. And even with material blessings, I feel just giving is just so much more rewarding than hoarding stuff to me. So um, I love that, to whom much is given, much is required. And another one is um, anybody on my team knows that I absolutely loved, loved, loved Muhammad Ali. I used to watch um, his 
boxing reruns and stuff with my granddad growing up. Loved him. Thought that he was just an amazing person all around. He was known for having a tough training regimen to prepare for his fights, but he hated it. He hated training. He liked sweets. <laughs> um, so he would say that even though I hated every minute of, minute of training, I told myself, suffer today and live the rest of your life as a champion. I absolutely love that quote. To me, it just means, you know, put in a sacrifice now. Go ahead, sacrifice a little time, a little effort, a little cash, and you will end up in the long run benefiting so much more. A phrase kind of keeps coming back to me when you're talking about that, and it's something a friend told me in college. She said, live today like other people won't, so you can live in the future like other people can't. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing like with what you said with this quote from Muhammad Ali, you got to suffer, you got to grind so that mm-hmm. you can get to the point where you live in like other people can't. Yep, exactly, because it doesn't just happen. You have to have to put in the effort, and it's not always pretty, and it's definitely not easy. Now, you have been giving us some awesome, awesome information, but what is a book you would say is a must-read and why? Reposition Yourself by T.D. Jakes. I read this ooh, years ago. I think, but I think the subtitle is, I think the whole title of the book is like Reposition Yourself, Learning to Live Life Without Limits. I love that book because, I mean, he just, it, it just really makes you really self-evaluate yourself. He talks a lot about pushing through. Uh, he talks a lot about recognizing when you're making excuses. He talks about being daring and being bold. I, lo- I love the book. It's Like I said, it's a great tool to uh, help you to, it helped me personally to do a real, a really real self-evaluation and understand that most of the limitations I have were limitations that I was putting on myself. So definitely one of my favorites. So that was Reposition Yourself, Learning to Live Life Without Limits. And who was the author again? T.D. Jakes. Okay, I'm putting that on my list. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this is the last question, but maybe the most difficult. So here on the Pop Rock Stars podcast, we like to do a weekly call challenge. So what is one thing you would challenge all the listeners to do in the next seven days to take action in their paparazzi business? I would say in the next seven days to have an actual pick-up-the-phone conversation with ten people about their businesses. It could be about hosting a party. It could be about trying the product. It could be about the business opportunity. I found that a lot of people on my team rely so much on text messages and inboxes that few people actually dial a phone number and have a conversation. And I think that's critical for any aspect of a business, whether you want just concentrate on your sales or whether you just want to team build or whether you want to do, you know, you feel like your focus is both. We have to get in the habit of talking to people. And not just like you said with the messenger or the text messages, actual conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actual conversations, yes. Okay, so 10 phone conversations with people in the next seven days. Hashtag challenge accepted. Yes. 
Well, Stephanie, I've sure enjoyed getting to know you today. I have pages and pages of notes and things that I'm going to definitely be implementing in my business, so I appreciate you. Oh, and I appreciate you. I consider this such an honor, the fact that, you know, anybody would <laughs> even want to ask me questions about the business still blows my mind. So I, I, I have really enjoyed it, and I'm so grateful for this chance. Of course. I think the pleasure is definitely ours. Well, thank you, everybody else, for tuning into the show today. Don't forget, head on over to paparockstars.com slash Stephanie to get all those resources we talked about earlier and to keep the party going. Thanks, everybody, and have a rockin' week. Bye-bye.